It's the 24th of March 2020 and this is the Game Engine Start podcast. My name is Ewan. My name's Calm. Welcome to Isolation Watch 2020 as we continue. I know, it's, it's the easiest low-hanging fruit for podcast intros, Fucking, isn't it? That's because it's the only Lol, thing. coronavirus, yeah. The only thing people are talking about, so we're going to I know, it's, it is, is, is a big deal. Um, it is a big is, deal. We've and we've talked, we've done and to to save all everyone listening from our talk, we've done all of our how can you get toilet paper? Oh God, what are your stores like? Conversation before yeah we start recording, so it'll all be fine. We had um, all this, but well, I will I will say for the benefit for the benefit of everybody, a benefit of for the first time ever something in the world has happened that my education has actually helped me with right as someone who understands. This sort of stuff and has also done a fair bit of virology in his time. Right. Fucking stay inside. <laughs> Does when it make people you... tell you to stay inside, stay inside. Like, it, there is a reason that people are telling you to do that. Does it make it you is... feel better or worse now you know the background? Like, do you, um, know, do you know the intricacies of this? Well, like, like it, it was when the, like, infection and stuff and people started talking about, like, flattening out the curve and stuff yeah. like that, which is a virology term. Mm. I was like... Okay, yeah, like this is all stuff that I've learned before. Like it's the the I think it was the Guardian or somebody put out a really good article that was like, um, here's why isolation and social distancing are important, but did it in a really visual way. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's really cool because that's the sort of stuff that when you do virology, they teach you about. And I had like pages and pages and pages of notes about because it is really complicated to sit and understand when you explain it person to person yes. but if you visualize it with just like moving dots or whatever it becomes super clear yeah um so yeah it was like i wasn't surprised when this sort of thing happened i was fascinated when the paper came out that explained the genetics of why the disease like where the origin of the disease and why it's as potent as it is mm-hmm. that was fascinating that was a really interesting read sure um but yeah, like I, it's. I'm not surprised by anything that's going on. I'm surprised at how lackadaisical a lot of countries are treating it. Yeah, like that was lackadaisical, especially our own. Like that is. Yeah. It's been it's it, been kind of wild. It's crazy that something this unprecedented and this like widespread and fairly high infectivity rate for people to just sit and be like. I don't know. Should we lock down the country? I don't know. Is it really a good idea to close the schools? Like, that- uh, like lockdown works. The reason that this is a worldwide thing that the World Health Organization talk about and stuff is because it works. Like, it is yeah. like China. China went on full lockdown and haven't had any new cases in like weeks. Like, it is. It's been weird a very watch- powerful thing. It's been weird to watch, like the UK equivalent of, um. Like you know what happens in the US every time they have like a, a mass shooting and every, and yeah. a large part of the population is like, hey, maybe we should like do gun control of some description yeah. and every Republican goes Oh, this is now's now not, not the time. Is no, now's not the time to yeah. politicize this. Like people coming out and going, The current UK government is not handling this well and everyone going, Don't politicize this and like fuck it, this mm. is the exact time to politicize this. This is the right oh. time for people to be like people are scared and I can understand yeah, that. Totally. That is the right reaction for this is for people to be scared, but then tuning into the news every day when the Prime Minister gets up and talks about the current thing, and the Prime Minister basically just says, oh, like, be sensible at the shops, right. and that's all he says, you're like, fucking do something about it. As, like, somebody, don't... as somebody who has never done any biology, watching yeah. them go, uh, oh, don't worry, herd immunity will deal with it, and I'm like, that even was I was the like, worst. that's like, not... 
a thing. You can't. That's not someone this. Someone bald face standing on an open stage, the leader of the country that says, if enough people get sick, they'll develop herd immunity. And I was like, that is one of the dumbest things I've right. ever heard anybody say. Yeah. Herd immunity only works when, like, you need over 60% of the population to be infected. But for over over 60% of the population to be infected, that means a lot of people are going to die. Yeah. Like, it is... Yep. It's not the way that herd immunity should be discussed about. Like herd immunity is talked about in terms of like vaccines that yeah, can't hurt exactly. you. Like that's how herd immunity works. Not hey, everybody gets sick and then because then basically what you're saying is everybody gets sick and sixty percent of people will live. Like yeah. that's not that's not what that's that means. Not what yeah. this should be done. Like no. saying herd immunity is not a thing. And then listening to goddamn Trump yesterday or two days ago talk about oh, there's this combination of drugs that seem really good against COVID nineteen. That shit out, that, right? Like he that just, is just a lie. Like yeah. it is not proven. Like the, the paper that you he got it from. No, was... let, no let's, let's be clear. He did not read the paper. Somebody. Oh, said he didn't read this the paper. But like the the information that the paper came from came from a non randomized, non selective study with an end size of thirty six. So that's thirty six test subjects, which is not relevant for drug testing at all. Yeah. Uh, and increases both drugs hit your. QT timer, which is like a thing that your heart uses to regulate its beat. Right. So if you double hit it with an increase in QT timer, you're increasing your chance of having like arrhythmia or heart attack or something like that. Jesus. It's actively dangerous. Like it is it's horrifying. This is this is the problem when stuff starts happening in the world that you understand because you have an education in it, it is watching people say stuff like this that is actively dangerous is heartbreaking because you're yeah. like you don't understand what you're talking about like you don't know this like it is yeah. like i'm not a, virolo- a virologist i just have some education in it but i don't I'm, I'm gonna be way better than someone like trump or like someone standing yeah. on stage saying hey herd immunity is a thing like that's it's been that's the, the thing from my side is like people and this has been a thing for a while that people don't understand probability properly or like generally yeah. like chances and all that kind of stuff um it was a big thing like during the last couple of elections where people were like i mean the classic one was the the trump election where it was like one of the big um poll sites was like oh there's a 30 percent chance that trump trump's gonna win and like yeah. everyone was like oh that basically means zero and they came out afterwards like no it means 30 it means three and ten times he's gonna like yeah. that's not how out so of ten elections he's going to win, win three, three of them, them. that is um yeah. but it's been really interesting to watch people explain what exponential growth is in, yeah, in terms of like this. The, and like, the, I, I the, love the the visualization of the, the one I saw that was really, really good was if you've got like lily pads in a pond and they duplicate every day mm. and it takes 60 days for the entire pond to be filled with lily pads. What day is it half full and it's 59 because yeah. it's the, immediately the day before it completely doubles and fills it. And you're like, oh, yep. okay, that's a really it good... It goes like that. That's yeah. the whole exponential curve yes. thing. This is why flattening out the curve is supposed exactly. to be the... And it's a really good description of what that is because it's fucking yeah. terrifying when you actually it's suddenly, watch it, it all suddenly It's why the, like, the mortality rates and stuff went from like 2, 3, 4 to like 16 and then like like 36 and then like up to the hundreds yeah. and stuff like that is because that's just how viral growth works which is why you want to it's why when it started initially like people my friends and stuff were asking me of like oh like like when it when it came out in wuhan and stuff like that and i was like it, it, like based on based on like growth and stuff like that do you think this will get bad and i was like yeah it probably will like it's if it gets out of china 
the way that viral growth works and stuff like that because they were like showing me graphs of like oh look at the graph like it's not that steep and mm. i was like yeah but that's not how viral growth works yeah. like it's it just gets higher and then eventually plateaus off like they don't do this which is why also you could point at some of the figures coming out of china and be really suspect about it of like that's not how growth yeah. works when they were talking about how like oh it stopped like it's fine it's like yeah it's not really though because that's not how this works like it's yeah it's, it's it is a weird situation but yeah like the best that like literally just take the advice of the nhs like stay home if you can wash your hands social distancing all that yep. stuff yep it's all important do it don't be like these idiot teenagers in america that are still going on spring break and being like why are all the bars closed you're like exactly. dangerous oh. like don't do that it's a terrible idea i really enjoyed watching uh, there was one thing that was doing the rounds on twitter yesterday was the new york city health department put out a leaflet or put out like some text on like how to stay safe and all this kind of stuff and one of the items they had was like um sex during the coronavirus and their top line is um the safest sex partner during the coronavirus is yourself which i thought yeah. was a very good like just like they're not fucking around anymore like we're just gonna no, tell them how it is they are they are giving they're giving detailed information about everything like every eventuality of like how do i have sex is like do it by yourself like yeah don't be near another person unless you have to be (laughs) like it is uh but yes the advantage of it's kind of almost if you were a bet if you were if you were a conspiracy theorist it would be this week would be the point where you realize this virus has been released by the video game community because there's some video I, games well, yeah, came out it, during this if isolation. It, if it was if it was really perfect, what would really have happened was when Friday came around. Yeah, every government on the world would have gone into lockdown. So yeah. like, no, not like home working and stuff just stops, like all of that stuff, and then you could focus on the video games. Oh, yeah, the yeah. problem we have now is that you and me and a lot of people could do their jobs, could do their jobs from home. Yeah. So we have all these video games to play, and we still have to work, yep. even though we're um, locked inside our houses. Doom was installed on a machine while I was working on Friday, and I was like, I could just no. Yeah, um, I had I I I had my I hooked my work laptop up to my monitor, but my second monitor I had on for like music and stuff like that. Yeah. So I both had a computer on that had Doom installed and ready to go on it, and a copy of Animal Crossing like sitting behind <laughs> me in the Switch. Nice. And I was just sitting like going, hey, man, man, man. <laughs> yep. uh-huh. it was it, um, it was a difficult day. But yeah, it's 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 been a good day and a good couple of days. Next week as well is actually pretty good as well. There's a couple of things mm. happening next week. But what we've actually played, do we want to tackle Doom or Animal Crossing first? Um, do we have anything that's not that? Oh, uh, very is quickly, that... I'll, I can just do a quick recommendation. Um, yeah. There's a game called Later Alligator on Steam that I was bored a couple of weeks ago. I forgot to mention and was like, hey, this will be an afternoon. And it's like a five hour kind of point-and-click comedy adventure game uh, with a lot of mini-games and a really cool art style and dialogue that's very funny, where it's set in uh, Alligator, New York. That's actually what it's called. Um, and everything just has the word alligator in front of it, and it's very good. Sure. Um, it's very funny. It's uh, very well-written. I went to the Steam page and it went, this is similar, ga- this is similar to games you've played, and it's both the Danganronpa games. Like oh, this. weird! No, it's know. not like I that guess it's like point and click. I guess maybe, but, but it's also it's closer to like a it's closer to like a jazz punk in terms of like tone. Yeah. It's 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 very good, um, and it's like maybe three four hours a game. It. It's cool, um, but yeah, no. Apart yeah, from that, it's I, really just these two. I'll quickly 
uh, before we get into the two main things, jump in and talk about the new Destiny season. Um, oh yeah, we've played a little bit of because that. we've not we've not actually talked about it. Well, I've played a lot of it, but okay. the so the the key things are the new season is revolved around um, the Cabal again, who have gone on to their big planet cracker ship that was from the original Red War and basically pointed it at Earth and broken all the engines. So there's a big massive ship coming to crash into Earth. So they think it's a great idea to activate or talk to Rasputin, the big war AI that's supposed to protect humanity, and get him to solve it. And the way that he wants to solve it is by activating a bunch of hidden bunkers that give him access to things like creating robots and creating weapons and like a whole bunch of stuff to help defend against this giant ship. So what you end up having to do is go to these bunkers. There's only one open right now, but the other one's open this week when you hear this. Um, oh, is it timed? It's not like a story progression thing? No, yeah. So the, ah. the, the one on the EDZ is open right now. And right. then two weeks after that, I think it's the moon that opens. And then two right. weeks after that, it's Isle. Um, yeah, you have to go into these bunkers and feed Rasputin chipsets, like computer chips, effectively, to power them up. Um it is, it is is much like the rest of the Destiny season where there is a thing that you have to put a specific currency into yeah. to increase your levels in. It felt very um, obelisky. Yeah, um, it's very obelisky. Um, you complete specific bounties to get coins that you feed to upgrade your bunker to then get the chips to feed to them. But it's yeah. it's very obelisk. If you did last season, it's a very similar thing. Yeah. There's like one extra step in converting currencies, but that's it. Um, it really feels like between that and the... Whatever the the... the group activity thing is out in the EDZ. Um, Seraph Towers. The Seraph Towers. Like, it really feels like they need, like, just a block of text somewhere that goes, like, here's how this fucking works, right? Like, a- apart from, yeah. like, lore and all that kind of stuff. Like, because there's... One of the story missions is, like, feeds... Or, like, get enough chips to power up uh, the bunker or whatever it is. And they don't... They're very unclear. Like all of the text that's in that section is very unclear about how you actually get chips. And it's like, okay, you yeah. get up, you get chips from upgrades, and then you put the chips from the upgrades into the other thing and feed it this other yeah. currency. That was the bit yep. I was missing. So I was like, how do I buy? I don't have. Yeah, it was it was weird. And then the, yeah, the Seraph Towers are just like, there's zero explanation about how you do that. Like theoretically, there's an yeah, we had to just sit and figure it out. Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, there's theoretically an objective thing that goes like. Power up the the thingy tower, and I'm like, what? To- what is this? What are these balls that are flying around? And what? Do yeah. I know this so the yeah. the Seraph the Seraph Tower is the new the new public event, and it's literally just it throw balls at balls. Is the yeah. classic Destiny thing of clear plate yeah. balls spew out. You throw they the ball at the ball, pick and that's up it. and throw. And I've just used it in every single potential thing. Yeah. You know. Um. But like, it's it, it's not particularly original or anything like that. But if the story ends up being cool, that would be all right. Yeah. I don't really know. The new weapons and stuff aren't particularly good. That's that's the other thing is that like the new guns aren't great because they don't have good roll pulls. So they're but they are they are key to the new combat mechanic, the war main cell thing. Mm -hmm. But there are better ways of doing that. So it's it's weird. But this um, is I will say though this is the first season so far where I've been tempted to spend real money because the uh, hunter um, 
armor ornaments are actually pretty cool. Yeah, the hunt, the hunter's got the best. The hunter's got the best of her first set this season. It's um, like a like a vest really with cool. a hoodie and like it's like yeah. it looks pretty good. So um, I'm kind of tempted. Although like, um, one of those packs is like I think I did the math and it's like 15 quid or something like that for one something of those. like that or a tenner or something. I can't remember. It's, it's at yeah. least 15, I think, and maybe a little bit more than that to get to get enough silver. But um, yeah. So yes. it was that, and then the other the other thing that this season is for is the return of Trials of Osiris. Yeah, which was have you done that? Yet? The big mode. Yeah, I have uh, the big the big mode from D one, which was like the super intense for real sweaty PvP players that want to show their stuff um, even more than Iron Banner. It was a it's a mode where it's three v three elimination. Um, so it's like you kill the team and you get a point and then first to four points wins. Um, you have a ticket that has either seven wins or three losses, whichever happens first. And if you get seven wins with no losses, you get access to the tower on Mercury, which gives right. you extra special loot that was like, but the loot pool is very small and it is, you can only get the loot if you go three wins, five wins and seven wins. And then if you get flawless, you get an extra thing right. to your loot pool that week. Um, it is horrible. Um, <laughs> in terms of, I I always hated Trials of Osiris. Like it is the most here is the meta, do the meta or lose thing. Right, okay. that is that has ever existed because it is people trying their best to just win and not do anything cool or different. It's just how effective are you at winning and do that? Have you read so it is all about what you should have? Yeah, so it's all people with mountaintop, it's people with snipers and shotguns and some hand cannons and nothing else. And maybe hard light, because hard light's really good this season. Mm-hmm. But it is like nothing else. So it's literally just you walk around a corner and you get sniped, or you walk around a corner and someone's standing there with a shotgun, yep. or someone fires a mountaintop shot at you from halfway across the map and kills two of you. It is that over and over and over again. And it is right. really boring. And it is... It's weird like, that like when you add stakes to crucible it becomes worse i, d- I don't know yeah. why i think that's the case but like i imagine because like... people because because people want the exclusive gear exactly and because so people play because it, because when you get flawless it's even it's better than it was in d1 because people were really wanky about it in d1 but in d2 if you go flawless your armor glows so they want to be able to show uh, off the fact that that right. oh like i did it like i'm flawless or whatever but okay it's giving, it's giving them reason to push for that seven wins, which is always just like terrible. Yeah, yeah. And like the people that the, the mentality of some of the people that play really like try hard PvP and stuff like that is awful. Like they're so toxic and it's terrible. Right. Um so this is nice. it's just it's like rewarding that behavior. Like you're not yeah, you're feeding you're like but then you're also like cordoning off that area of the game and being like, that's for you. Like that right. is you can go and do that and let those people be angry at each other for a couple of hours and then they'll piss off or whatever. Right. But it is it's really bad. Like it's it's worse than it was in D1, I think, because like in it nothing the big conversation that's going on in the Destiny community right now is about like weapon retiral. Like right. should that be oh, a thing? Yeah, right. No no mode has shown the fact that weapon retiral should be a thing than Trials of Cyrus. So- because it is the same like six guns over and over and over again from seasons and seasons and seasons ago. Right. And if you had weapon retiral, no one would use it because it's light activated, so they would just be at a disadvantage. Right. Like it is, 
So like nothing has shown that that should be a thing more than this mode, and I absolutely agree with the idea of weapon retiral. Like so, I, so I understand that like so the the, the web that this thing is basically it, it's not been like it's not on a roadmap. It's a thing they're thinking about. Is that no, basically so like that, yeah, get the lead, a weapon the lead designer from... has the lead designer has put out the idea that they're thinking about, which is that gear has a certain power limit that it can reach at any given season. So if you say that the season, like for example, this season is like a thousand power light is the cap. Well, it's the soft cap without soft pinnacle cap. or whatever. Yeah. Um. So that would be like, if there was weapon retiral and lock, light locking in place, like older weapons, like a lot of the weapons that turn up in Trials of Osiris would get locked at like say 950 power or something like that. And they couldn't go any higher. So, you can still use it for things like that isn't um, like that isn't level activated. So like stuff like Crucible and Gambit and yeah, yeah. Strikes and all that stuff. You can still use them for that, and that's fine. But it's the you're trying to change the meta and kind of open up more avenues for design of weaponry right. by limiting it on these higher end activities. Yeah. Um, the only things that would like raiding, raiding and stuff would be different, and but it means that. People can't be like, I have a, I have a hand cannon and beloved, and that's all I'm going to use ever. Or I have like yeah. mind benders and spare rations, and that's all I'm ever going to use because totally. you can't do that anymore. Which does thing. like, and I and I see the argument for it. It's, and I can see why people would be angry about it. But the people who would be annoyed or worried about it are weirdly enough the people on like either end of the like the the time investment spectrum. Where like since the start of last season, I've basically used the steel feather repeater like as my main assault rifle i've just been upgrading it and doing, doing yeah. all that kind of stuff if i then have to then bin that in a season and get a different assault rifle that's of the same kind yeah. of loadout so that that's I play that, that's the kind of the counter argument to it which i can totally understand because i wouldn't like it either because it means that like i have to stop using guns like my blast furnace which is perfect and i love that gun and i love the way it feels and i love mm. using it but I wouldn't be able to do it at a certain point. Yeah. But like for the health of the game itself. Totally. Yes, I get I hundred percent get it. Is better. And I can understand people want to use their guns and they want they don't want to be I watched a video, Dato put out a really good video that like kind of summed up all the arguments of like mm. people don't want to be forced to change. Yeah. Like they want to have the option of doing that, not being told that they have to do that. Yeah. Which is I can also understand because autonomy and stuff is important and they just want to play their game. But when the game is as live and fluid as Destiny is supposed to be, having these like roadblocks in place that are like, here are the old guns and they're not they're better than all the other guns that have been made. And it means that that, that is a roadblock to design that means that they have trouble designing new guns that could do other things that are oh, different totally. and feel different. So is this um, like is this a mechanic yeah. that's been in? Because I know obviously like now now Destiny is saying like hey we are an MMO like that's yeah like, I get it. Is this a mechanic mm-hmm. that's existed in other MMOs before or is it oh yeah but, to- like absolutely like the like when other MMOs like the the, the classic thing about um, expansion prep in an MMO is you can prep as much as you want but when the expansion comes out you're going to start wearing greens again because the yes. greens are literally just better than anything that you have but you but like is, the current pattern is you wear all that stuff until you hit the level cap and then you start feeding new guns to your old gun and then it brings it up yeah but that's that's the thing in destiny and other mmos you can't do that because there's no like feeding system into right. the okay 
the older guns like it is like right. you get to you get to the max level and then you get the thing whatever the good thing is for you that expansion yeah so there is you're always trying to get this new gear that is the the top of the whatever like your best in slot or whatever for world of warcraft but yeah you're it's always you're always on this hunt and then when you get it you get to do the thing that you want to do yeah it, it, it feels like they need it feels like they can't just do they can't just do this like it feels like they need to tweak some other no stuff destiny, at destiny the same is a, time. yeah destiny is such a differently designed game than other mmos where it is like it doesn't have stats in the same way that other mmos have stats and yeah. it doesn't have the way that the, the actual loot pool works that other mmos have so it's an entirely different thing and i can understand why they've not done it because it's a really complicated thing because yeah, there's a really but, there's a really like um oh what am i trying to say there's so like the amount of stuff you feed to like it's not just feeding guns to other guns like you pay for like um the energy upgrades and like you can masterwork stuff and you've maybe bought shaders and put stuff on there yeah ornaments and all that stuff like if what happens is that gun just becomes useless and you don't get anything back from that investment like that's just it's more like you're just throwing more resources at it without a way of like yeah absolutely them. which which is something that people bring up as well as yeah. like well i've put like shards and all that stuff into this gun totally. it's like, the, the the counter argument the counter argument to that is that the gun doesn't technically become useless you can still use it in other yeah. modes it's just restricted in use in certain specific situations yeah but but it also means like i don't know it's a strange continue, argument as they continue on like they're still they're still like locking um activities right like they're still going to continue yeah. to do that so you do need mm-hmm. to move for all modes at some point except for maybe crucible and gambit is maybe the only thing yeah there there are some things that it doesn't matter and because it gets normalized but, but even it's... just like progressing through even just the story like you will need to jump up yeah so mm-hmm. yeah it's an interesting thing it'll be interesting to see how they if they do end up going for it how they go about implementing it and if it means that they can put if they can redesign guns and actually put new stuff in there and actually see yeah like i i mainly i i want it to happen mainly so that we can get cool new guns and destiny again because i'm kind of and it really does feel like it would be interesting to have a a meta that changes in that game as opposed to that'd be great one changing every year or something like that with like because getting getting to the new season this season and like none of the none of the weapon frames that you can get for the bunkers are really any good and mm. there's no new pinnacle stuff there's no new ritual weapons like there's not there there is it's a clear lack of like design space because they can't keep designing new things to do this stuff so yep. it is yeah it would be great for the health of the game yeah we'll see um but yes apart from that let's talk about let's talk about animal crossing Okay, I like talking um, about Animal Crossing. So I've been watching. I've been watching my wife play it. She's basically in charge of the island, so I've been watching yep. her play it. And you're you're pretty deep in it at the minute. As yes. a as a person who's come from a long line of Animal Crossings, well, is that true? You, you played New Leaf, yeah. right? I played I played New Leaf. I played the Wii one, and I played uh, the Game Boy, not Game Boy, GameCube one a little bit. Ah, but it was mainly the the Wii one. The Wii one was the the first one that I spent a lot of time with sure. and I spent a lot of time with the 3DS one um, before I left my 3DS on a plane. But oh that yeah, was, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's it's weird talking about this because normally we can talk about this as we put like six, seven, eight hours into a game when we start talking about it 
Animal Crossing oh. kind of stops you from doing that very deliberately, where mm-hmm. um, we're, what, two days in, three days into the, yeah. the process? This is the start of day three, yeah. Um, how is it holding up as opposed to other Animal Crossings? It is probably the best Animal Crossing. Mm. Probably. There's a lot of quality of life stuff that they've put in yeah. that has made the experience way easier to handle. Right. Um, which is great. Um, it is also the slowest Animal Crossing game. Really? Because, okay. yeah, because like like Ewan was saying, like it is, they are, they're taking their time with it and they're kind of gating off a lot of stuff based on the classic Animal Crossing thing of this takes a day to build or whatever. So the, like, back, back it up is like, like the reason, somebody asked me yesterday is like, why should you play Animal Crossing? Of like, you play Animal Crossing because it is a, chill nice experience in a horror a horrible world that hates you it is nice to have a place to go where everything is nice everybody's really friendly everything's really cute and everybody like gets on and there's no problems and it's nice that is the key of animal crossing is that you have this deserted island that tom nook has put you on and you get to chill out you get to harvest your fruits and you get to catch your bugs and your fish and and then you get further on and you get to do your like town designing thing where you get to decide where things are placed and how they should look. And, and I hear eventually you get to a point where you can start terraforming, which will be different to every other Animal Crossing because you can actually like change the landscape, um, which will be cool because that means that you can actually have like a designed island that you want. Um, but the counter to that is that they are doing it in a very slow rollout based on like your first day it's not a lot you can get done where you do you do the effectively what is the tutorial which is like tom nook teaches you how to like here's how to build a fishing pole and here's how to build a fishing net and stuff which is new to animal crossing like the weapon degradation system in animal crossing um <laughs> so that's never been new. a thing like that is no new. You, okay. you got you got your net and your fishing pole and your axe and stuff and they just that was it like right. they didn't break down or anything like that um it's fine like i actually don't think it's that much of a problem because you're you're doing most of that stuff a lot of the time anyway so you should always have resources yeah. so it's not like it's annoying that when you're just trying to like go around and get your wood or whatever that your axe breaks and you're like ah oh, fucking whatever and you have to go to your bench but it's not that big a deal um so yeah he teaches you all the stuff and then it's like go like go harvest some fruit and you go harvest some fruit and then there's like go catch fish and bugs and then when you catch enough fish and bugs blathers turns up but that takes a day yeah and then you can pay off your you can pay off your first debt pretty quickly because it's all based on the new Nook Miles system. Can I also which say, is can like, I just say like the 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 attitudes towards Tom Nook are well known at this point, but watching yeah. it happen in real time yeah. is there he's is a, a he's there cutthroat is a, motherfucker. There's a sinister level to it where he gets you all this stuff and like gets you settled and it's like eventually gets there and hands you a phone. And you're like, oh sweet, a phone, and then goes yeah. And I was literally like, oh one more thing, and I said he's gonna hand you a bill, isn't he? And he literally hands yeah. you an invoice, hands you a like, bill. Here you go. And it, yes, it's zero interest. Yes, it's payback, whatever. But still, like the fact he's got you all this stuff, and then like the the new thing in this game, as far as I can tell where it's like, oh, it costs you X amount of bells to pay off this bill. But if you want, you can also use Nook Miles, which you which are basically like yeah. 
which are like company script, which is like hilarious it's kinda, to it, me. Yeah, it's a strange dystopian thing where on the on the phone that Tom that gives you, there's an app that is effectively like an achievement system. Yes, that is like if you. Uh, like harvest ten fruits, you get some nook miles. If you go talk to people, you get some nook miles, and they rack up, and you can spend the nook miles and stuff. But the first debt that you have, which is your initial, here's a tent, here's a phone, here's how it gets to the island thing, is like two thousand miles or something like that. Yeah. Um. It then goes on to bells after that when you get more debt because of oh, course really? you're always gonna have debt. Yeah. Okay. You're always gonna have debt. It's a fucking Animal Crossing Actually, game. Now that I'm thinking about um, it, I don't think I've seen bells yet. It's all been you miles. should you. You've seen bells. You absolutely okay, have right, seen bells. If you sell stuff, you get it in bells. Like it is. Oh, got you. Okay. The miles is purely on the achievement system, right. which I say I it should say the the nuke mile system is actually really cool. It's a great idea. Of, I, do, I do love how quickly you get onto nuke miles plus. Like the original system plus. wasn't like it wasn't good enough. It's like here's your gold card, sir. It's well, like, yeah, you're okay. a, you're a trusted. Now that you have a house, you're a trusted member, so you can get on nuke miles plus. God damn. Um, yeah. Okay. Yep. But yeah, so it's like it's a system that's rewarding you for doing stuff you would do anyway, which is yes. cool. And then there's also like daily ch- challenges to get more miles and stuff, which is great. Yeah. Animal Crossing now has dailies. That is. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Is a thing. Um. Yeah. So that, it's a cool system. And like, so yeah, you. The game is now. It's t- it is like showing you a little bit and then saying, I'll wait a day and then showing you a little bit more and then wait a day and then showing you a little bit more. Eventually, when like. I guess when the museum gets set up and stuff, you're going to be more in the actual loop of Animal Crossing where it's not, you get to limit and then you have to stop and wait, which is why a lot of people are doing the time travel and stuff like that now because they want to get over this, but it's kind of part of the experience. Totally. So, and it's, it's um, again, watching... It another... is, but yeah, when you, when you messaged me the day it came out, it went, we've kind of run out of stuff to do. And I was like, yeah, you're kind of supposed to. That's what Animal Crossing it more, is. Like, it was it's more uh, the fact that like, because I, I realized later why I was seeing this stuff, but like seeing people on Twitter with like bridges and stuff like that, we were like, mm-hmm. well, we were never got that option. I was like, oh, you probably started this four days before the rest of us because you're in the industry. Or or they time traveled like that. Or they time traveled and I didn't realize that yeah. thing. Could, but I was looking on Twitter yeah. going, these people have got all this stuff and like there's no physical way they could have got it. Oh, okay, yes, you can totally just time travel it. Time travel is, um, a, is a... Time travel is a, is, has always been a big thing in Animal Crossing games, but if you time travel, then you're scum. So yeah. it's not... Like, don't time travel Animal Crossing games, it ruins it. It's also it's... been very interesting to watch people who have obviously played previous Animal Crossings or or, or, or know people who have, who have just like, yeah. okay, tomorrow the museum opens, so I'm just going to get every creature on this island in a pile yep. in the middle of so the, the island. And the, there was an article, I think, today that was like, here's what people's island looked like before Blabbers yeah. turns up. And it's literally just boxes and boxes and so boxes I, of bugs and fish. And... So I got up, uh, my wife got up first, and I... Um, when I went in, to, when I went in the morning, she had this the switch out and she showed me, and she just had like piles of bug bug containers and fish containers, just like yep. ready to go. Like our house mm-hmm. is just full of it. Just That's like, yeah, okay. my my the storage the storage in my house is entirely filled with fish and bugs, yep. ready for when Blathers turns up. Um, so Blathers is now on the island. If you're playing in real time, Blathers is now on the island, and then well, so the, on the island, this is the, the thing. Museum's not up yet. The museum's not up yet, but, but well. It depends because like Blathers, the like Blathers turns up when you when you hand five things into Tom Nook initially. Blathers turns up the next day, right. and then when you hand in fifteen things to Blathers, he starts making the museum. So oh, I did all yeah. that. I did all that like as ASAP, like as soon as I could. Sure. So when the museum starts getting built, Blather kind of goes away for two days, and then 
comes back when the museum is built. So tomorrow when the museum's finished is when I could cash in all these bugs and fish that gotcha. I have lying around. Okay. So I just have to sit and wait with an inventory full of fossils at a house full of bugs and fish. Yeah. And then eventually I'll go and give it all to Blathers. Um, Interesting. But yeah, okay. it is... That, that This is why this game is slower, because in the other games, you would turn up and the 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 town would be there. Like, you would have... Yes, exactly. You would have the museum, you would have uh, Nook's Cranny, you would have Able Sisters, <laughs> like, you'd have all this stuff. Yep. What? No, nothing. Just because right. of Nook's Cranny, is that the... No, it's... Yes, I'm seven years old. Continue. Yeah. Um, you'd have all this stuff in the town, so you would be able to just get into the loop really quickly of do your daily tasks, sell everything, go to the museum, like all that stuff. But this, yeah. they're really taking their time and slowing it down. Mainly because this is, they're treating this more like a town builder yeah. than a, the fact an Animal Crossing stuff. game. Yeah, because you're the one building the museum and putting stuff in the right place. And yeah. so you are, when it when it comes to, you need to do a bit of like town planning, which you never did before in Animal Crossing games. So I can totally understand why they're doing it. Um, but it does mean that you are, playing Animal Crossing for like two or three hours a day and then putting it down and then picking up the next day and doing a little bit more. But the time that you spend with Animal Crossing will get larger and larger the more and more stuff turns up. Yeah. Um it's kind of But the- yeah it's but the, the it is it's better than other Animal Crossing games because fruit stacking is way better now so you can hold more at once. Yep. Mm-hmm. There is now a goddamn item wheel which should have been in the game from the start, but they never but did. But you have to buy can, it, right? Like you don't get for like three hundred miles. Yeah, it's like nothing. Sure. It's not. Yeah, but um, um, that's that's way better because it means that you can actually get to your things faster and you don't have to go into your menu the whole time. Um, one of the advantages, which is always a problem well, with Animal Crossing, of there of this being like uh, everyone lo- being locked down, is you don't have what seems to happen every time an Animal Crossing game comes out is like, oh cool, I've got a seven hour flight, I'm going to buy Animal Crossing for the plane, and then two hours in, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not how that works. Yeah. yeah, you can't do that anymore. Um, cool, yeah, but so it does not- mean, but it does mean that people are um, like I, I, me and a few my friends from America and stuff who all have it. Um, tried the online thing and got everybody to come over to an island and stuff like that and one person just turned up with like bundles of all the fruits and was like ah there you go you just plant this now and i was like how the fuck did you do this like so early because they did they just turned up and they had like i had cherries on my island and they turned up with peaches apples oranges coconuts and like wow. i can't remember their pears was the other one like everything i was like how the fuck did you do this it's like i've had a lot of time in my hands it's like okay <laughs> sure whatever fair um, yeah, I think we're going to do means, some of the... Now means I have all the non-native fruits, so that's good. I think we're going to do is. some of the local um, local go-up tonight just to see what is. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, some weird um, paperwork stuff. Like, you can... So I have a Nintendo Switch Online subscription on my account, but my wife doesn't, which means she can't mm. do any... Like, that's not shared. Everyone needs their own Switch Online account, which is why they sell a family mm. plan. So we're probably going to just buy one of them for a year. Um, do a family thing yeah yeah um which is like three pound cheaper than buying two separate ones it's kind of yeah. crazy um the like i got I, I jumped on one of my friend my friend bought a family account and jumped on one of his and it cost me like a pound a year oh, right, or something you get, like eight accounts per thing right yeah so, you just, huh. so you, I, I was i was lamenting over the fact like oh i don't have the the online thing i don't really want to pay for it because right. nintendo are shit at the internet yeah. and he was like ah oh, jump on mine it'll cost Actually, you like a pound fifty I just realized like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm probably still on my free twitch like year now that i think about yeah. it yeah huh 
Huh. I, I mean, we're probably gonna have to buy. Anyway, probably gonna have to buy that family yeah, pack. But yeah, anyway. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So you you can't do any of the the online stuff unless you've unless you've got that, and it kind of very clearly blocks you. Um. Yeah. At that point, so we're gonna try the local co-op thing and see. It'd be interesting to see how a second person on the same switch what their intro flow is going to be, because if we're all yeah, no idea. Yeah. If we're all staying in the same island, if there's is only one island, like what do I just turn up and plant my own? plant my own um, lot, lot in, on the same island, which is now full of trees and all this kind of, the, I'm yeah. not allowed to cut down. And Anyway, we'll see how that thing works because that's kind of the stuff I'm interested to see is how they've, a lot of the stuff that they've said about this have pissed people off and I want to see how it is actually like day-to-day um, like actually playing the thing. Like there's a lot of words that say yeah. bad, but actually getting in there and doing it. Um, the, the, thing thing. That, the thing that I like um or one of the cool things that they've done is that the the nook miles you can expand back into um, a nook miles ticket, which is okay. basically like you get you can hand it in at the airport and it lets you go to just like a randomly generated island. Yes, we did that um, just before we started recording. Actually, just to yeah, see what so it, was like. it it means that you can it's be, it's it's kind of better than the systems they had before, where there was like a whole different area you would have to go to because now you can just like randomly generate stuff and just keep yeah. going and finding new stuff. Yeah. Um, but it does mean that getting new villagers is going to be more interesting because mm. that's the only way that I've found people to come to my island is by doing that. I don't yeah. know if there's then going to be another way of doing it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I found two people. There's there's that, the, there's the stuff that like um, who's the the nautical seagull guy who washed up Gulliver Gulliver. Um, yeah. Great. Fu- Gulliver's my favourite so he's a, far. He's a, he's a pelican. Oh, he's a pelican, sorry. Like yeah. his his um, nautical puns have been on point yeah. so far. They've been very good. Um, Gulliver's always Gulliver's always been a good one. Yeah. I like Gulliver a lot. But so so like so obviously there are people I don't know if like it's maybe key people that wash up and then you go to random islands and you find more people because we, we went well, to Well so gu- Gulliver Gulliver more. washing up on the shore, that's just always what Gulliver's done. Oh really? Like, that's just his thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, got you. That's just how he turns up in places. Like he turns up, asks for stuff and you give him the stuff and then he gives you a present. That's just nice. his thing. Um, um but yeah, we found the, people on that one of those random islands and stuff. Yeah, so, so I found that as well. And I've been like talking to uh some friends about like what like who they found and like what type of villagers and stuff you can get and like i keep i seem to be getting all the boring ones because like my friends have found like a giant turkey and a knight outfit and like a robot chicken and stuff oh, like wow. that and, like i'll yeah there's like cool things out there and i found like who have i found i found sherry who's like the the little mouse that wants to be a pop star right and i can't remember the other one a find, monkey i think it was did we find but, yeah. a hippo no but yeah, there are there are there are a lot of cool villagers out there. Yeah. Um but like yeah, it is it is probably the best Animal Crossing game, but it is still very much an Animal Crossing game of take your time with it, chill out, enjoy it. Talk so to I people. wonder what the first because because I I've never really played many of these before, and I'm interested to see yeah. how the seasonal event stuff happens. So like, is mm. Easter the first event that comes up with something? Uh well, I mean, it depends on what time of the year it is so i don't know when easter turns up in animal crossing but well, if it doesn't be, then i i assume, I assume it'll, it'll be soon to like real world easter right yeah so yeah, yeah it'll be interesting i wonder when that is fairly soon but yeah that the, April, they'll, yeah. They'll, there'll be a thing for that i'll usually maybe like an egg hunt or something like that right. i can't remember but um yeah, like it, it is a thing. Keep keep going back every day and finding new stuff. I'm assuming next week is when the turnip market will start. But that's... the stock market, 
which stock is still market. fucking brilliant name, stock market. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll need to just keep do some check ins and see how, see yep. how stuff's going. I'd be interested to see how be, how people's games diverge as well, because obviously, like the the villagers you get is different as it yep. seems. So like, it's not the, like everything will be different. Like the villagers you get, the sh- things in the shop, like yeah, all exactly. everything will be different. Cool. Um, um, I'm looking. I'm mainly looking to see how long it takes to get um, the coffee shop if that still exists. Why the coffee? That's shop? That's what I want. Oh, because like so the, well, right. the coffee the coffee shop's just a cool place because you get um, Rooster, who's the or Brewster, sorry, who's the Brewster? The, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, he's a Rooster that brews coffee. Brews coffee, yeah. Um, he's awesome, but that's also where KK Slider performs. Yes, okay. So I don't know. Sure. I don't know if he's he's just in the game as like a weird save mechanic person who turns up earlier, but I really hope he turns up on the island because I'm really yeah, upset was, if he doesn't. What, but... what was the deal with that moment during the the intro to the game where like you just go to a black void and KK Slider's just there saying like I, oh. I don't I don't know like there's usually that that's usually reserved for like Tom Nook or like Mister Rossetti or yeah. somebody turns up and is like hey you're starting your new adventure or whatever but is for KK some reason KK Slider listening. is KK Slider just God is that what it is is he like I hope so that's the yeah. sort of that's the sort of God I want to live under the big reveals. The sort of God that looks at you with a cool acoustic guitar and calls you Daddy-o. That's Daddy-o. the Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he also, he looks older as well. Like, he looks bigger. Like, you he's think? longer. Yeah, it's strange. Okay. I spent a lot of time looking at KK Slider, and he looks different. <laughs> the power of the Switch. The high definition yeah. KK Slider. No, I, I will say, yeah, at a base term, game looks amazing it and does. sounds amazing. It looks really so, nice. So, soundtrack is so good. It's so chill. And because it's island time, there's a lot of slide guitars and stuff. Yeah. It's fantastic. I wonder um, if Kiki Slider turns up a slide guitar. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, okay, it's a good game. It's a, good, a cool Animal Crossing game. Let's go to break, and we'll come back and talk about Doom. Do you have sure. some music for us? I do. Um, this is kind of weirdly appropriate, and to go into a conversation about Doom in a tangential kind of way. Um, but so there's a game that I've been playing kind of casually that I'm not really ready to talk about yet because I've not played enough of it. Um, there's a game that's a 40k game, a Warhammer 40,000 game called Ooh. Mechanicus. Oh yeah, um, yeah that is it's a really cool XCOM variant sort of game mm-hmm. set in the 40k universe and you're the Adeptus Mechanicus, so like the weird tech priest people. Mm-hmm. Um it's a cool idea, it's got a lot of interesting systems in it, but it it expands very quickly, so there's a lot to take in that I've not quite got around to taking in yet. Um but one of the things that's really cool about it is the soundtrack, um, because it is like you're you're investigating Necron tombs, so like robot alien necromancer shit. So it is like weird industrial beats, but because you're also the Adeptus Mechanicus, there are organs in the background. So there's right. this weird blend of styles that works really, really well, and it's a really cool, different sort of soundtrack. Um, so I'm going to play a track from that. Uh, called Millennial Rage, Rage, not Millennial in the sense that we know it, but Millennial yep. because Millennial of War. Yeah, yes. Millennial Rage, the Warhammer 40k Mechanicus soundtrack. Cool. That's what um, So check the post for links so you can pick that up, and we'll be back with Doom and some news right after this.
So that was Millennial Rage from the Warhammer 40k Mechanicus soundtrack. It is one of the only soundtracks I know where the industrial beats are accented by an organ drop. Um, it's a cool soundtrack to sit and listen to, and it really works in the game where it's all just like, oh shit, we're so fucked. It's really like ambient. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's like it's like a lot of that a lot of that game is spent with you with very few units against a lot of Necrons. You're like shit. This is so bad, but yeah, it's <laughs> um, really cool soundtrack. Speaking of industrial beats and oh shit, we're fucked. Let's talk about Doom. Man, um, that game's really good, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's that game's hard. Like oh, that yeah. game is. But... So I'm I, I'm playing on. I was recommended to play on. Ultraviolence, which I did not do yeah. last time. I played it on whatever mm-hmm. the medium level is. So it's my first like hardcore experience. Um, fuck me, that game's hard. Like they will just stomp it's... you with very, very little warning. Um, yeah, it is. It is not considerably, but it's a couple of degrees harder than 2016. Um, I'll say the the mainly because of the expansion of mechanics. But that's, yeah, like yeah. the onboarding experience for that game is not great. Like. Really? Because, I thought it was pretty well, okay. It is if you played a lot of 2016. Like, if you didn't, I have no idea how anyone plays that game for the first time. Like, because you need... I think it explains itself pretty well. It explains like, itself, not... but you don't... The the frequency they throw new stuff at you is intimidating. Oh, yeah. It, it's fast. It, it gets big really quickly. Like, yeah. it is. It throws like, a lot at you, but I still think it explains it. I don't think it it's does, an oh, unramping no, thing. I think, I think it's just the ramp is steep. I don't yeah. think it's, like... It does, it does explain everything, but it doesn't give yeah. you enough time, I don't think, to really, like, get a grip on one of the mechanics before it throws you a new one. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. So even for me, like, who played a lot of 2016, so they've added your shoulder-mounted equipment. Take it, take it back, take it back. Let's okay. High-level high it first. Of, it's like, Doom. It's more Doom. Did you play yeah, Doom 2016? The- it's more of that. It is, um, it's the yeah. sequel to that, and it is, in every sense of the word, it is more Doom. It's, like, it yeah. is... It's re- it's not just more in the sense of it's another Doom game they have expanded and a game that 2016 was already really tight like yeah. it was it was a super like um, it took the idea of what a shooter was in the 90s and brought it into like 2016 yeah. really cl- in a really clever way yes. with the whole glory, glory kill things and like ways to keep you moving in combat yeah. so they've taken that and put more on it but it's not like putting more on it hasn't made it more cumbersome it is just expanded on your repertoire of violence if you want to put it that way it that does, you can yeah it does feel like maybe it's maybe it is just because i'm playing on ultra violence but it's um it feels like I honestly to... i honestly think a lot of your problems is because you're playing with a controller so i'm not that's... anymore like i, I okay. switched over pretty quick like i hit my first big encounter where i was like i can't i physically cannot do this with a controller i need to move yeah. on Especially because, like, um, when I play with controllers, like, I need to turn sensitivity down quite a lot because I play, like, more exact. Oh, God, rather that'll than, kill you right? in this game. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. The default, you have to be able to whip rounds. Yeah, yeah, so the default controller controls are super sensitive. Like, you need to be able to whip yourself around, and I just can't I can't handle that. So when I yeah. switched to my keyboard, I became much better. But I think, I think the thing is, like, it's not just, like, you have more of a repertoire. Like, you need to be able to use them all. Like, yeah constantly so like it took me a long time maybe it's just training on 2016 i don't know but like and it took me actually remapping a bunch of controls to be able to go like okay to use the flame 
flamethrower more often. Flame belch. Yeah. So the, so the new things they've added on top of 2016, you have a shoulder-mounted flamethrower, a shoulder-mounted like equipment launcher, which can launch frag grenades or ice bombs, which I think are the only yep. two in there, but I don't know. Well, obviously so far, yeah. Um, so the difference is, so one of the, the, the kind of key innovations of, of the 2016 one was if you want health, glory kill people, like do your melee, attack, melee attacks, yeah. uh, and if you want ammo, use your, chain, your chainsaw on somebody and they'll spit out a bunch of ammo. They've mm-hmm. layered another one on top of that, whereas if you set someone on fire before you kill them, it will drop armor as well. And that's been the thing that's that took me a long time to really like hone in on and like yeah. when to use the flamethrower, how to efficiently use it, remembering it's a thing. So like I had to bind it to like one of my mouse buttons to get me to actually yeah, into the thing of using I, it. I'll give you that. Like it took me a little bit to remember it was there. Yeah. But when you do remember it's yes. there... It, it's vital like it is super because i've taken to the thing that i've taken to doing is that when you get into like panic situation which happens a lot when you're playing an ultraviolence yes. is like find a fodder enemy flame belch them and then also glory kill them because you get yes. health and armor so you and start running that stuff like yeah, yeah. Um, is this is this is the game is where where 2016 became like here's glory kills here's chainsaw kills that's kind of what you've got for the game. Yeah. This game has like, here's chainsaw kills, here's glory kills, here's fire, here's grenades. Mm-hmm. And then that is the kind of thing that they're building on because then there are different... They also introduce like in combat two things where they've changed combat where it is instead of it being like, here's an arena, go. It is, here's an arena with like infinitely respawning fodder enemies and yes. then like a few big enemies and the arena is only clear when you kill the big enemies. Yeah. So you get into this kind of thing of the fodder enemies you don't really care about anymore. They're mainly there to give you resources. Yeah. Like actually, you're, it actually you're says then that dancing in, around focusing on the big thing. Yeah, it actually says that in the codex. Like all of the fodder enemies are like, like the codex entry for them is like, use these to farm resources. Like they're not even... Yeah. In, like they don't they're, 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 they're not a threat in combat they're yeah. just there for you to glory kill and get your health back um, so you do all that there's yeah. then also the so added thing of so then there's the changed stuff which is yeah. new as well where you've got a double yeah. jump you've got you eventually get a a dash like a, a two-use dash before you hit the ground mm-hmm. which really you fucking fly around those it's so good the dash is like you've got your double jump but the dash is also like it's um it's stop point so wherever you dash from, it's not like it carries momentum. No. So you can you just jump stop. forward and dash back immediately as like a dead stop thing, yep. which means you can do some really weird jumps where you're like double jumping and then dashing backwards to stop in the air and then dashing forward. It's, it's really weird, but it is very good at movement because it also means yeah. that, because the dash works on the ground as well. So you have this like thing where you can like, basically like square jump around pinkies and stuff like that yeah. and it's great it feels amazing to it use. does it like really it does is. but it, it's definitely a thing of you need you need to get good with this stuff yeah quickly or you're just yeah. gonna and again at the at the slightly higher levels like you're just get punished over and over like the, the first um the encounter that got me was there's an encounter where you jump it's in the hell section of exodia i think is the name of the, the area and yeah you jump off a tall thing. Is the, is the area underneath where the big sword is? Um, yes, I know where you are. Yeah, so yeah. that encounter was the first one. It was like, we are going to like 
punish you over and over until you learn this properly. And like it yeah. did eventually turn into like a especially when you've done the same encounter a couple of times, like the first maybe 30 seconds is like a sequence dance where you're like, I'm going to land here. I'm going to take this. I'm going to put this here. Yeah. Got this the guy, first, the, this guy. And then the first 30 seconds is like, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first 30 seconds is you like scouting and being like, who's where. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh shit. What the fuck? Yeah. And like, like it, there's no, you're dealing, you're dealing with, instead of like being like a plan, you deal with problems as they turn up in a doom yeah. game. It's just like, what the fuck's happening right now at a second? Yeah. How can I solve it? Oh shit, okay, oh let's shit, keep going, oh shit. Keep going, keep going. Yeah. yeah. And they've done, the, the cool thing that they've done as well is like, there's a way, certain enemies have like weak points that yes. you can chip away at to not only like, ha- like basically hinder their abilities to make them less of a threat. So like when you, like when a Rattatron turn up at first and you shoot a grenade from your shotgun at their turret, they suddenly become way less useful because they're just sort of like scrambling around firing random shots at you as opposed to just being a mobile turret thing. Mm-hmm. So if you do those quickly and then it becomes about dealing with stuff as it comes because it's like, okay, weaken these guys and then quickly run around and start dealing with people as they come. Is I thought that was also it's a really smart expansion on the system instead of it just being like, kill these guys. It's like, okay, systematically take them apart yes. and then kill them because it means I... that you're not going to die as easily. And like doing it in the right order is sometimes important as well where like you have to like it, it's very weird and it feels very weird in a doom game for me to be running past enemies because like i'm yeah. gonna loop back around and get them once i've emptied my shotgun so i can loop back around and chainsaw them and get more ammo again and you start like you start doing these like every is this continual like 10 seconds of plot uh, of like plotting out stuff and continually readjusting mm-hmm. And it yeah. definitely feels like, I don't know, again, I don't know if it's difficulty or just this new game, but like, there are definitely sections where I've turned a corner and there's just a big dude there. And you're like, the, you didn't see come in, you have not seen yet, because were, you were somewhere else when they appeared. And you're just like, yeah. blind, pat- like, especially if you, like, when you run straight like face to face with a mancubus, and you're just like, these flamethrowers will take you out basically oh, yeah, yeah. immediately if like almost right instantly yeah and that's same thing point. with like hell knights or whatever if you get close to hell knight they hell knights are just a go nightmare. like yeah. hell knights are because not only do they like they've got some real damage behind them like they are so acrobatic like they will get everywhere on that level and just hunt you down relentlessly and there's yeah. no real like most of the other enemies that we've that you've got so far, so like the Rectortron, that like you can take out their laser in the back with a weak point, the Revenant with a rocket launcher. Yeah. There's no real like secret to the Hell Knights. Like it's just like you didn't. No, they are into they are just pure beef, and they just run at you like yeah. it is. That is all they do. Um, but it is like all of that stuff compounds into a combat system and a, an experience that is like unlike anything other than Doom 2016. Yeah. Like it is still so unique and so much fun and like you were talking about how you need to take breaks because you're like grinding your teeth yeah, in so combat I... like it's proper like white knuckle because you're dealing with all this stuff really quickly as it comes your brain is firing so fast that like it is actively tiring to play yeah, like it really it is. is like i when i like i got off... i got headaches and like it is like you're yeah. drained after levels like i it switched is... off last night and as I was shutting stuff down and going, I suddenly realized I had like a temple headache. And the only time I yeah. get them is when like I've been grinding my teeth during the night or something like that. Like I just had this tension in my jaw that I'd had for like an hour and a half of just like yeah. constant. Um, it's, 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 so, it's so good. It's, it's so good. Else. It's so clever. And 
I, fucking I, stupid. It's the smartest dumb game you've yeah. ever seen in your life. So because I, it's like when you counter when you counter the combat with like the lore and like the the gameplay stuff is like so stupid. It's, like it's all yeah. ridiculous. It's weird that but, it's it's got it does it does feel tonally kind of weird, like weirder than twenty sixteen did, where twenty sixteen felt like it was a bad like an intentionally bad sci-fi movie where the plot was not really a thing yeah but it was at least trying to do like a kind of hard sci-fi they, they, plot. they told yeah they told the story of like there is the doom slayer and he yeah. is part of this ancient organization and stuff like that but, but it's then not... there's also like it's a it's a it's a company who have like the company extracting energy from hell like that was real dumb but it at least made yeah. like sci-fi sense and i was like okay i get it this one like between the fact that they seem to have like comedied up a lot of the glory kills and stuff like that were like the like the the cacodemon is my favorite so far where you like you launch a grenade into its mouth it explodes from the inside staggers it and then you go up and rip yeah. and like when you rip the eyeball out it goes like pops and it's like yeah. it's, it's it's funny like it's comedy rather than like, yeah, it's yeah. like evil dead levels of comedy for the, the violence mm-hmm. and stuff like that but also you've got this like what feels like trying to be very serious like ancient organization who are the slayers like this dude yeah with a sword i all. think the, the 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 fact that the the hell priests and like the taking over the world and the slayer stuff is treated so seriously yeah i think works for how stupid it is oh totally like, like it's it when you see something like that that someone is taking super seriously it's like no there's there's the, the doom guy and then there's the demon slayers and then there's this maker person and like but it's really ridiculous. It compounds yeah. how dumb it is. My hope and is, that's great. My hope is that the people who wrote all that stuff were not thinking like, oh no, we're make, we're adding some serious lore to the Doom world. Because as far as I, I don't, know, everyone who has played it so far is like, this is real dumb and is not. It's all dumb. like it's all played too. It's played too straight for them not to know what they're yeah, doing. Totally. Yes. Like the, you can you can tell when there are people like trying to be like, no, this is fucking serious, and you're going to take them seriously. This game is like ridiculous enough to where they're like we kind of know this is crazy like yeah. it is and, it, and it's, top, it, it's great for what it is like it is but even with all that kind of stuff like the fact that you're running around levels where there are like actual literal one-ups just floating in the air yeah. and you're mm-hmm. like no, they don't even attempt to explain that stuff like they don't even say like oh it's like hallucinations from the doomslayer's brain or like they don't do anything and they're just like no it's just a one-up one up, like, yeah yeah like oh yeah there's this and it's the the fact that they're laying out like none of the levels make sense like as, in terms of a world like there are sections which is like this doesn't there are just giant grinders here for absolutely zero reason yeah yeah sure okay fine why not like it manages to pull some of that stuff off and i just really hope that i i really hope that everyone was in on that um but yeah, like them really gamifying it of like one ups and like power ups and stuff like that, just hanging out in the levels, which is new. It, I, I think it works. I think it works. I'm, I'm, I think it works. Yeah, it's it, it it's been, yeah, it's it, I think I think that it's it's the it's the good the good enough foil to the yeah holy shit panic gameplay. Oh, totally. There is then this like dumb story flight like lightly draped over the top of it. And I just love the idea of like when you go when you go back to his when you go back to the Doom guy's dumb fucking space chapel that he has, (laughs) yeah. And you go into his room and he's got like three metal guitars, one of which is made out of plasma energy. I found that room last night. 
It's so great. It's fantastic. Like he's got like a razor PC, razor looking PC with LED lights yeah. coming off it, and like a gaming mouse, and yeah, it's and great. Snacks. It's so good. Um, so, oh yeah, he's got he's got like takoyaki flavored yeah. crisps or something like yeah, that, like yeah. Japanese snacks and things like that. The ma- Doom guy's a massive weeb. But that's what you find out at the end so, of the game. Oh yeah, here's hoping. Um, yeah, it's it's. It's very good. I'm looking forward to... But again, I will have to... I suppose it works quite well in a world where Animal Crossing also exists, where you can play that for a couple hours and then yeah, the, the experience, from Animal Crossing. The experience is is the perfect thing to stop playing Doom with, because yep. it is like so chill and so low-maintenance that it is like once when you come out and your, your hands are gripped to your mouse and you can finally just chill out and yep. listen to some nice slide guitar. Some chill tunes. Some chill beats, yeah, um, to not kill demons with. To not, to kill beats to not kill demons with. Yeah, um, cool. Um, it's like, fantastic. Like Doom Eternal is yeah, fantastic. It's, like, very, it's very a fantastic good. video game. Yeah, um, it, and it also it, it feels like they're still holding stuff back as well. Like the moment I'm not going to talk about it, but the moment where it teach in in the cultists area where it does a mm. thing where you. Your perspective changes, let's say. Um, yeah. Was a cool moment. It's, it, it seems like it has stuff up its sleeve because there's still yeah. weapons to unlock and there's still enemies to fight, so it's still going like, to be... Like, stuff that they've not talked about in yeah. like, any coverage or any of that stuff, so there's probably some stuff still in there. I want one of those fucking mechs. That's what I want. Right? You know, the, the big oh, Slayer mechs yeah, with the horns. I want one of them. so cool. Yeah. Um, okay, let's briefly do a little bit of news because it's been yeah. about a month since we did this and everything has been cancelled as far as I yeah. can tell. Like, that's kind of, that's kind of the, the news is that everything is cancelled. That's yeah. the news. So GDC got cancelled, E3, um bunch of other stuff that's happened um, is no longer happening for, for obvious reasons. Um, been interesting to listen to some of the purported mechanics about that, about People like E3, I, this is all hearsay, nobody's officially, they obviously haven't officially confirmed it, but the hearsay of like, we need to hold out for as long as possible until the city tells us to shut it down, because then we can claim insurance money. Yeah, it's the same It's the same thing for like wrestling and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they were talking about WrestleMania and stuff is like, is that going to get cancelled? And it's like, they are clearly not going to cancel it until they are forced to by Florida. Exactly. Like it is... And then they, they were, so they cancelled it. But the, um, there was like there was no way probably that E3 was going to happen. So yeah. everyone knew it was going to get cancelled. It was a case of them going, we need to wait for somebody to say this is getting cancelled before it gets cancelled. And that was, yep. that was some of the stuff coming out of um, GDC as well, where GDC didn't get cancelled, it got postponed. Yeah. Which is probably a way of them saving some of the, like, triggering a bunch of stuff in contracts for space and things like that, but at least they did offer refunds and all this kind of stuff. They did they did the right thing, um, except for, like, hotels and stuff like that, which, obviously, you're not yeah. going to get your money back for that. So, it sucks, but they're... This is this is how this works. Nobody, nobody could have planned for this. Um, mm-hmm. I get the feeling a lot of uh, events next year will have some new clauses in them from various places about like oh, oh shit, I what, assume this happens so. again. Yeah. Um what happens if our mandatory is... hand washing. Yeah. Or well not even that, like cancellation parts from either. Oh side right, yeah, cancellation like, policies. I guess. What happens if the convention center gets flooded because the sea levels rose? Like that's gonna become yeah. a thing that actually goes into contracts and stuff like that going into the future. But who knows? Um couple of things that actually came out after the fucking sorry the yeah. very quick very quick diversion and stuff yeah, like yeah. that 
fucking wrestling has been yeah. so so good this past couple of weeks <laughs> for the worst reasons possible. It's so great that watching f- that photo doing WWE the of, of watching them put on like multiple of their weekly television programs and pay-per-views and stuff like that in front of no crowd is the best. It breaks wrestling so much Uh that it is like, if you're a child at this point and you're a wrestling fan, I don't know how you grow up as like a still believing in kayfabe because that's like how that children exist in kayfabe are like, oh man, the good guy's always going to win and stuff like that. They're not jaded old fucks like me and my friends. It's a superhero show to them, basically. But Yeah, but when... When you hear calls in the ring and like there's no crowd reaction and heels are just doing their heel thing, but they're getting no reaction yeah. back, and it's so it breaks everything. Especially when in one of the there was a problem in one of the things where it was like a tag match and they didn't get they they had obviously been told, look, we're gonna go to commercial, but there's no crowd here because they would keep wrestling during the commercials normally because there's a crowd there. They got told. There's no crowd. You probably don't have to keep wrestling. But they didn't get told that in some countries they were going picture in picture with the commercials. So oh, you no. just got to see. So you just got to see four wrestlers and a ref sort of like fucking about in the ring, with like fixing their hair and like really? talking about, talk about the spots they're going to do next half of the match. It's the, it just broke the whole thing. How does, it was great. How does a company who basically owns an entire industry get so bad at this? I don't know. Like, how I have do no you idea. Know like, that that's going to be a thing, right? Because you've had to sell it was, all these contracts. It's to... not. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't think it's anybody's fault. Like no. it is certainly not the performers or anything like that. Like they were just told, like you don't have to worry about commercials because there's no way anybody's going to see anything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just it was bizarre and like it's so much fun to sit and watch because they're like slowly learning how to do it but it's too slow to where everything's still just a bit janky like it has to it has to be the case where they just turn it into like a filmed show right like like multiple camera angles and wrestlemania is now it's still live and it's still over and it's over two days now so they're doing it on the saturday and the sunday and i am fascinated to see what happens like it is Have have they had enough time to get people in who know how to film this kind of stuff because you want to no like, idea maybe no idea the, maybe this is the time where they turn it into something closer to like lucha underground right which is like a filmed like, oh. telenovela basically where you're if like, only like if they went if it were me if i were vince mcmahon which god help me if i were, yeah, no, God. like if it were me and i owned the wrestling company i would be doing that sort of thing yeah. of like do like write scripts do pre-taped segments like do all this stuff Get the guys. Obviously, don't obviously don't go as crazy as Lucha Underground because they have like fucking magic and stuff yeah. like that in no, there. No, 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 no. Although I guess WWE does too, I guess. But that's yeah, weird. But like, do that like that. Like Lucha Underground did it as as shit as Lucha Underground treated their performers. Yeah. The show itself was great. Like take, it was super good. Take the guys who film the the behind the scenes stuff, like all the like yeah. non ring stuff put them out front like film stuff with dynamic camera angles like really double down on that would on be great the, the like, stuff do it do a weird artistic experience and be like this is this yeah. is pre-tape all this stuff and make it look great like exactly because this, this, yeah, be so good but, there's yeah. zero reason to do this live now right like no there's zero reason other, so, other than the fact that 
you're Vince McMahon and wrestling shows are live and they should still be live and all yeah. that stuff. Like it's, but they've probably had enough time to realize what's happening and get the crew in to do what they need to do. Or you're, I hope or so. You're, yeah. Or you're just Vince McMahon and go, no, the show will continue, and you're just like, well, that's that's more than likely was yeah. what's happening. The is. video, the, the the photo of is Stone Cold back? Is that a so thing? he was back? He was back for one segment on right. Raw. So the yeah. the photo of him like on the on the ropes with his microphone in the air to zero crowd is oh, just no that that whole segment was so great because it was like he got in the right. It was clearly written this way, like it was it was supposed to be this, but it was still just like so bizarre of Stone Cold doing his whole thing and then saying his whole like "give me the hell yeah" thing, and the camera cuts to empty stadium. Right, and then cut cuts back to Stone Cold, and he just goes, uh, and then keeps going. Right, like okay. it is. It was great. It was such a good segment for how weird it was. It was just a, such a bizarre. This is dystopian future wrestling, but yeah, is hundred percent. Oh, it was great. It was so good. But I'm I'm so excited to see what WrestleMania yeah, is going to be now. Like a big it's, big pay per view. This is be... their this is their thing. It's Wrestle Fucking Mania. This like is this Bowl, is their time. Right? Yeah. Like, this is their moment. It's, like, big weekend. It's the reset of their story. It's a big blowout event. Like, it is... And now they're just forced to do it in front of no one at their own performance centre. It's it's so weird. It's such a unique thing. I'm so excited. Do you think, based on how they... The, the, the let's call it, story that they have in these things... Yeah. Do you think they've had enough time to rewrite what's going to happen at WrestleMania? Oh no, the finishing stuff are going to be exactly the same. Like, you think? There's no way it's no. Of course it is. Yeah, but, like, like the, 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 the moment the finishes moment. the finishes. Well, the moment to moment might be different, but like the finishes are decided like way in advance of WrestleMania, yeah. like super way in advance. Oh no, but like I mean, like, like yes, okay, they know who's going to win, sure, but like yeah. actually the mechanics of it, like do they just do they take chunks of WrestleMania out of the ring and do it in like a parking lot? Oh or something yeah, like that? maybe like who knows? Yeah, that would be cool. Like it's. I assume I assume that they are WWE are probably just as panicked as everybody about oh, this sure. stuff of yeah, like yeah. how the fuck do we do this now? So I assume they're gonna. I hope they pull something out. Is my thing. Yeah. Like I here, hope here. that WrestleMania looks like the most unique WrestleMania you've ever seen, and it is like pre-taped segments and weirdness, and that would be great. Yeah. but I don't know. Who knows? Um... They got they got Triple H on commentary and. He's just like a business guy, like, like he works, he owns and runs basically NXT at this point, like yeah, a yeah, developmental yeah. thing. But they got him in to do commentary on Raw, and it was the best commentary <laughs> that WWE has ever had in months. It was uh... great because he did not give a fuck. So he was just, <laughs> he was just cutting jokes. Like he was like he picked up a marker at some point and started filling in Michael Cole's um, beard because it was graying. It was like, oh no, you need to look better for the camera and stuff. Wow. And like, like took over for a cameraman at some point. And like, it was great. It was okay. so good. I want that. That's what I want to WrestleMania. You wonder what happens, like if they do this for like a month, you wonder what happens when all this is, is resolved and stuff starts again. Do they just go back to the way it was or do they realize? Oh, 100%. They're not going to learn anything from it. It's fucking no? WWE. They don't okay. learn anything. Fair. Like that's, yeah. Um, they don't have to learn anything they're a monopoly they can do what the fuck yeah, they want that's true it's, that's true that's well true. It's, the monopoly is starting to crumble but it is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's still they're still the, the big they're, they're big still dog. titanic in the yeah. industry yeah um, so yeah so one of the one of the, the things that came out of um, the E3 cancellation was Jason Schreier um, posted just via tweet actually which said um, Warner Brothers games were planning to do an E3 press conference this year for the first time 
like in the way that Bethesda mm. do, in the way that Square Enix does. Um, and they were going to talk about Batman, Harry Potter, and Rocksteady's game, whatever that thing is. Yeah. Um, which will be interesting. So the fact that Batman and Rocksteady are separately listed suggests that yeah. somebody else is taking over Batman and Rocksteady are doing something else, which would be good. Um, so who knows? Maybe they just announced that closer to E3 time. Maybe they just straight up announce it. I wonder if it's my guess would be that Rocksteady's game is going to be part of the next gen stuff. Like that'll be sure. Ah, potentially, at. yeah. Like at, the, at this point, you kind of have to think that with any sort of game announcement, like, right? Is, feels, is, is this going to go next gen or that? But that feels like a game that you put at your announcement presentation. Like that feels like that's going to be on a Sony stage or a Microsoft stage. Uh, yeah, that's um, fair. Because yeah. Rocksteady are well known enough and have enough credit at this point where you're like, yeah, they're the they're the company, one of the companies you put on stage next to your next yeah. to your new thing. Um, and then speaking of new things, we're getting. It's hard to know whether this is a result of like virus stuff or whether this was always the plan, but we're getting a lot more insight into consoles before E3 than we ever have before. Where yeah. Mark Cerny stood on that stage for a long time so and talked about the PlayStation. <laughs> Mark Cerny basically did his seats as um, GC presentation to... Yeah. Was that a real crowd? Was that I not don't a real know. Crowd? Like this is I, I I don't know if that was fake, but he looked like he was on a green screen, so maybe so he not. Was de- um, so he was definitely on a green screen for the background, and the podium was not yeah. real that he had in front of him. But there was like a silhouetted crowd, like mystery science theater style, in front of him. Yeah, that was the comparison everybody was drawing. That looks was... like it was looping, kind of, but also they might just be people moving. I couldn't quite tell. Um... But yeah, they, so he did his GDC speech, which was basically like hardcore technical details about, um, uh, about the PS4, uh, PS5, yeah, about the stuff yeah. they put in, what they've added, what they prioritised, all this kind of stuff. They basically doubled down and said, "Yeah, SSDs are core to all of this." Basically, um, yeah, the some of the interesting things they pulled out. So yeah, they're doing their their internal fast storage is like the same as what Microsoft are saying is like that's key to it where like it was, it was they were talking about the SSD it's just an M2 drive right is that the so probably yes probably my guess is that the internal storage is probably soldered onto the the board at this point like it's not right it's yeah. not a standard thing they're probably using the same technology but it's probably just part of the main board at this point but the, the the cool thing that actually came out of that was they said like we are going to allow you to put M2 drives into this thing which right yeah. Consequently, to the Microsoft one, which was like, yes, we're also prioritizing fast storage, but in order for you to get extendable storage that is just as fast, we are selling these expansion cards, like terabyte expansion cards that are like custom form factors that you slot into the back of a of a of your Xbox Series X. Yeah, Sony appear to be saying you can just buy an M2 drive the same way you could just buy a hard drive and stick it in your PS4. Yeah. That if you buy an M2 drive. You can just slot it in the same way there will be a bay where you can just slot M2 drives in, which is cool. Like it means they're not doing proprietary stuff, which is always a good idea. But the thing they were saying was, we're going to provide a list of like recommended ones, the same way that like when you buy a motherboard, they have a list of like recommended memory. Like they're going to say, here's a recommended list of M2 drives that are of spec that we yeah. we have tested at least and will work. Um. So that was a cool announcement. That was like that yeah, was that's, a, that's a neat idea. Because like, people were doing that with their was it their PS4s or their PS3s that they were just like putting SSDs into. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I put a larger hard drive in my PS4. Like it's not, yeah, it was very easy to do, and like hard drives are hard drives. Like they're not exactly expensive. So the, yeah. the fact that they're doing that, 
the, the main but it's now like, like an officially sanctioned thing that I mean you it can always do. was like there was instructions in the instruction manual and you did not void your warranty if you did it like it was a oh really thing. oh I thought, I oh, thought no. that was just a thing that people did no oh, no okay, like cool. the PS4 like you can just slot the top off your PS4 and it's in a bay that you just lift out and replace and put oh, in okay. like it's it's cool. totally a supported thing the difference with this is like people were assuming because they need fast storage and because it needs very specific things um, yeah. they were going to go proprietary because Sony have a habit of doing that um, mm-hmm. see memory cards for PSP and stuff like that but yeah. they were just like no it's it's M2 standard like we'll provide a list of recommendations but it's still just like it's just an M2 drive you can just stick it in it's cool especially when contrasted with what Xbox are doing which is like we will sell you the cards and it's very and also it's going to be interesting to see what price they are whether they're going to do what they did with hard drives where like the cost per megabyte cost per gigabyte on those hard drives was astronomical um, yeah. for the 360 hard drives um so yeah we'll, we'll, we'll need to see they haven't given details about that but i don't know it, playstation looks like they're doing the right thing um yeah there's a lot he said a lot of words in that presentation that yeah. i had problems understanding like the one that yeah. was really the one that was really kind of well to me on top of a lot of it was when they spent a lot of time talking about their audio processing and the fact that they yeah were doing... 3d audio seemed to be like a big point for yeah. them which so it was an interesting thing that i i obviously knew was possible but i didn't know if anyone was actually doing it yet where they're using ray tracing for audio which is interesting so ray tracing like super 101 level of what ray tracing is is basically rather than like a bunch of well, rather than a bunch of lighting being pre-baked into a situation or um every light essentially being like a fake camera where you like render from the position of the light and then that's how you work out a shadow ray tracing yeah. is like from the camera or from every light source you fire a bunch of literal rays that bounce off stuff that then you track which ones head back to your camera and you get ray tracing and you get free reflections and you get proper materials and all that kind of stuff the thing they're doing with that it, is the it means that it means that lights in games because i watched fucking john carmack's 2016 talk about like yeah. ray tracing it means that light behaves more like actual light yes because modeling, in the real world they're modeling yeah. photons basically so yeah. the other thing is they're using the same and because that's now in hardware if you've got like an RTX card or these new consoles, um, ray tracing is now cheaper than it was. So you can now do things like use ray tracing for audio where you fire a ray from the camera, which is the player, or you fire it from an audio source towards, yeah. the, to, which will then let you bounce audio off of surfaces and model the audio as if it would actually be be more accurate. So again, you get a bunch of effects for free if you get fast ray tracing. So like rather than having a block that when you walk into like a bathroom or like a tiled room, it sounds different because the level developers have put a box in there saying this sounds like a bathroom and yeah. changing the audio, like you just get that for free. Um which is interesting. And it, it's um it's a cool use of that ray tracing tech. But also they're talking about like fucking HSRF functions and stuff like that and you're like what is this is kind of crazy the thing the stuff they're talking about in there and it seems to be a thing they're focusing on so we'll see I don't mind I, I I honestly like don't mind listening to technical people talk about no, technical stuff totally. but a lot of it goes over my head but they did, I like certain, listening to it like totally. it's a cool thing certainly it's, did just enough explanation of like why you should care even if you don't understand how it works I think was the thing um, yeah. So yeah. So the, the PlayStation One was like their GDC talk, and then Microsoft have now done two dumps, I think, to Wired um, and a bunch of other sites about basically like, here's the specs of the machine, and here's what we're talking about, and here's all of the the stuff that's in there. And theirs is a lot more like 
theirs felt a lot more consumer focused where they're like it's big like buzzwords it's like here's your 4k 60 fps here's your like size of memory maybe not type of memory here's like an xbox one x and a series x next to each other loading something like very much consumer focused but here's why this thing's yeah. awesome yeah. and then in text had a bunch of like names of stuff so they've got like their hdmi 2.1 for latency and all this kind of stuff is in there but again the thing there was like they explained what the expansion port was and it's like proprietary expansion cards that you can add another terabyte into your system um mm-hmm. so that it's fast enough to to continue to do the stuff that's there um yeah and like controller supports and like your old controllers will work um xbox added a share button which i thought was quite good um and then they've given the physical dimensions of the Xbox. So it is physical dimensions of the Series X. Does it matter how big it is? Well, really? it's kind of that thing. Because when people saw the pictures of it, they're like, is this thing like a giant? Is this thing going to fit under my... T-? Like, sure, seeing yeah. that thing on its own, it's very hard to yeah. tell like what we're talking about. So it's... So again, it stands vertically and it's um, 30 centimetres tall. So it's like... It's smaller than I thought it was. 30 centimetres mm-hmm. tall and uh, 15 centimeters width and depth because it's a rectangle um so it's actually smaller than i thought it was and they've done the same kind of cooling system that the do you remember the old apple mac pro that was a dustbin oh yes yeah so they basically got all the components horizontally stacked and then a big ass fan on the top that pulls stuff directly up Right, which okay. is cool. Which is a good sure. way of doing that. That cooling, yeah. And I presume, I presume hot air rises, so it's yeah. a very good idea. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, more stuff will be coming from that. We still don't know what the the PS Five looks like, but we have a bunch of details now, and we just need the games, which I assume we'll get closer to E three. Who knows? Um. What else we got? Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's kind of multiple levels to this this story, which was like, oh, cool, they're putting Horizon out on PC. That's the first ever Sony first or Sony second party title to come to PC, I think, unless you count uh, Dream Games. Um, yeah, I think like, so. But Horizon, Guerrilla owned by Sony, or are they still? I can't remember. I but, don't remember. But regardless, like I assume a bunch of this came from the fact that Death Stranding was on the same engine and they're out yeah. on PC soon? Now? Maybe? I can't remember. Uh, um, soon, I think. So I presume a bunch of that work was done. Um, so they're putting out PC. There was a weird fucking backlash to be like, how how dare you put these Sony exclusives out on PC? I am a loyal customer, Sony. Why you do this to me? Cry baby, cry yeah. baby, cry baby. And you're like, okay, sh- no but okay, yeah, like, you do you. And then the third layer to it was the uh, the guy, the head of third-party development who used to work for Gorilla, um, Herman something, I can't remember the dude's name. Um, he basically did a, he did an interview about this and where they where they announced it. It was like, a, it was an on-blog, it was like a PlayStation blog interview with him where they announced, yeah. like, hey, it's coming to PC. There's a section in there, I wonder if it's, um, yeah, here's the sentence. <clears throat> um, and to maybe put a few minds at ease releasing one first party AAA title to PC doesn't necessarily mean that every game will now come to PC in my mind Horizon Zero Dawn was a great fit in this particular instance we don't have plans for day and date PC releases and remain 100% committed to dedicated hardware 
So there's a couple of ways to read okay. that. One of which is to maybe put a few minds at ease, which means they know that people are going to be the idiots are yeah. going to be pissed off by this, and they're saying, "Yeah, like, don't worry, you st- you didn't buy your PlayStation for nothing. We're not doing the the Microsoft stuff of everything comes to PC," which is a wild thing to say. Like, yeah, it's the 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 fact that you you said that sentence as like you didn't waste buying your PS4. Even if the games came to PC, you're still not wasting your time buying a PS4. No, exactly. If that's how you need to play video games, then that's fine. Like, totally. That's not... and, and, yeah, like, them... Like, it's not to... them... It's that you're not then going like, oh, fuck, all these games are coming to PC, I guess I have to buy a PC. You know, yeah. No, they still come to PS4. Like, like it's not... Literally, the only people that would care about that are the people that are going... Are they, like, console war idiots? Like, that's it. Yeah, right? the people who still think that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. It, like and the fact that they would acknowledge that like that that appears that's the only group of people i can think of that that yeah would be talking about there is the people who would go how dare you put my playstation games on pc like that's about it yeah um mm-hmm. so yeah so that's coming i don't think there's a date on it i remember i couldn't i couldn't see a date on it but it's soon anyway um what else do i have i think that was kind of it Everything's cancelled. There's Everything's not a lot. Of... There's not a lot of stuff. I assume we'll start seeing stuff soon because, like, we're already what two months ish away from when E three would be. So yeah, console ramp up would start. I wonder. Soon. Yeah, do, do people just start releasing stuff? Be like, yeah. hey, we're making this game. And that's and that's it's gonna it. be weird. Like, because like, normally E three would be a good kind of checkpoint for for Microsoft and Sony, like releasing a new console where they're like they know we're both gonna be here. You know we're both going to show something, so it's a case of what we yeah. show there. Since he's yeah. nothing anymore, they're just playing chicken with each other now. Where like <laughs> who goes first? <laughs> who goes first? Who announces what? Like my guess would be like since you don't have an E three anymore, that assuming these things come out in November, which is probably a pretty safe bet. Yeah. When do you announce a price? Do you wait as late Ugh. as possible? For people to like, for somebody to go first, so you can undercut them. Like it's even it's even better for this sort of you go first mentality now because it's all based on your own live stream. So like you could exactly. wait until someone announces a date, then back calculate it and figure out who like so, when like, you should do like, yours. You could it, have you could have that announcement pre-recorded and ready to go, and as soon as yeah. somebody does their thing, you can immediately go after them if you yeah. wanted. Um, so yeah, like, do we not find out till October? Like, when would well, you probably have to start taking pre-orders in October? Probably September, actually. Uh, so if it's out in November, yeah, you'd probably need maybe even August, like September. Yeah, for pre-orders. So you do you need to know a price for pre-orders? Do you just need to, yes, uh, or did well? Yeah, you probably do. Do you not? So you would probably have to. Yeah. So, because then you could, because then you could just put a pre-order down, and they say like, okay, give us a pound, and then your pre-order comes in, or like, okay, it's eight hundred quid or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, did they not do that for the? I definitely I can't the, remember to be honest. I definitely remember for the PS4 launch when I went. We'll to say well, we'll say that pre-ordering you should know a price like yeah, this probably. But I definitely remember there was definitely a bit with the PS4, like because I pre-ordered mine pretty late on, and. Mm. I definitely remember post E3 when they announced the prices. It's a game, the retail shop here, definitely had like pre-order for a pound. I vividly remember that as a thing. So you can put your name down in the queue for a pound, and then when they announced yeah. the prices, you can either prepay or pay on the day. 
and if you want you can just cancel your pre-order if they announce it this thing so that's that's going to be the thing like people will put down pre-orders and then it'll come out and it'll be who knows 600 pounds is yeah whatever likely also yeah point. also like the conversation we need to have later is like what price point do you think yeah, you come in at totally. but that's like, we'll know that later on yeah it's weird like because there's some serious tech in this thing but also they cannot especially i, I think especially if you're sony you can't have a ps3 moment again where it's no like, you can't do that again yeah so like 600 feels like the most they can possibly go with this thing yeah and then after all of this like suppose these companies aren't particularly going to be affected by what's happening right now probably because they're not like they're, yes they sell retail but like hmm, i don't know what, what i'm thinking is like if they were planning to sell these things at loss like has the next this month and possibly the next couple of months eaten into the money they would have set aside to be able to do that i who knows but it definitely yeah. feels like the fight about price is going to be interesting this year like do they both just shake hands behind the scenes and go they're both 600 pounds like is that how no. this works that's but, not how business works <laughs> i know but like if both businesses are like microsoft are probably not struggling it's probably sony at this point who have to go we need to set something um, yeah who knows that's gonna be an interesting conversation to have yep um and then the last thing i've got the fucking most random like here let's generate a story that you would not have seen coming um at some point in 2020 night dive studios are putting out blade runner enhanced edition oh god that is yeah a updated character models and animations upscaled cutscenes, widescreen resolution support and keyboard controller customization there is no screenshots or video to support the announcement but yeah, it's, it's that Blade Runner point and click game that I've been playing on the site in, yeah. with, in, HD. Like, in HD, maybe. The interesting thing I thought in that thing was upscaled cutscenes, because I don't know if you've seen the work that's been done for the Command & Conquer re-release that's coming soon, yeah. where they went and did a thing where they tried to go find the original film for all their FMV cutscenes so they could rescan it at like 4K. And yeah. they couldn't find it, like it's just gone, lost to the wind. So they've been they've been trying out some of the um, AI powered upscalers, where it takes like a six oh six, sure six yeah. power by four eighty, and then blow up to ten to ten eighty p, and it actually looks pretty good. Like it it it's believable that you would like if you looked at it not too closely, you'd think it was natively shot. At they, they redrew, you know the the cover. What's the name of the the runner in that game? The runner. What's the name of the main character? Sorry, what's the name of the? the In Blade cop? Runner. Oh, sorry. Um. Uh. Fuck Ray McCoy. Ray. Yeah. yeah. The the redraw that was announced of Ray, it was weird. It looked way cartoony than. So that it was strange. Not a redraw. That's the artwork from the day. It's just I hadn't seen it before, but a lot of people said, like, no, this is like marketing material from the ninety seven game. Oh wow, okay. That's yeah, weird. It's very strange. It looks nothing like it looks nothing like the cover art. So like if you look at the, yeah. but if you look at the cover art as well for the, the thing that actually came on disc, like there's a noticeable line around that dude's neck where they've put CG Ray McCoy on top of someone's actual body. Like it's noticeable. Mm. So the fact that they've gone and just redrawn it is actually pretty good. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah there's no date on that but it's this year sometimes I'll fucking it'd be interesting to see how they quote unquote improve on that or like yeah. any quality of life stuff that's in there because um, it doesn't behave like adventure games do now it kind of didn't then because there's no real inventory 
and you've got like the yeah it was it was it was a unique thing yeah so it'll be interesting to see see what they do with that also it's um night dive who have done what was the last upscale they did they 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 do this is their thing like they they do this um i can't remember oh they were on the the doom 64 port that came out with eternal that's like they're on that as well so this is their whole business model so yeah yeah white screen resolution support huh especially yeah. in a year where like tail end of last year where scum vm officially supported that game which is the only reason people can play it these days like for them to come out and go no we're just fucking redoing the whole thing okay sure I wouldn't, sure I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. say that. um okay i don't have anything else um what is coming up soon half-life alex comes out on monday it does. Um, which I am super excited for, and also vaguely terrified because when they put that game oh yeah, out, yeah when they put that gameplay out and it's like all zombies and headcrabs, I'm like ah shit. <laughs> I forgot about the. I was so excited about playing that game. I forgot about actually how you, how you play that game. What that game would be? Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Sure. We'll see. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm gonna pick that up and and um, mess around with that. The control DLC hits next week as well. Uh, the 26th. oh yeah. The first bit of story DLC for that game comes out. Um, there's also something else, and I can't remember. There's something else comes out in 2016 games in 2020. <laughs> um, everyone just looks at the same Wikipedia page. Uh, January, February, March. Uh, do, 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 do. Persona 5 comes out at the end of the month as well. The Persona 5 Ro- what, Royal. Royal. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the start of April. That's what it is, where... The third is Resident Evil 3, and the tenth is the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, oh, God, that's sooner than I yep. expected. Yep, right? Okay, Forget cool. that thing's actually happening. But anyway. Yeah, I still, that's still a joke to me. That that's... Yep. Play the demo for Resident Evil 3. Seems good. Seems yep. like Resident Evil 2, a bit more. Um, vaguely yep. more open world A, almost. Um, cool. So, what's coming up on the site? Um, when you hear this probably the week you hear this if it's not already up i'm doing a stream or have will have done a stream on sunday about the um demos from the steam games festival where a bunch of unreleased games put demos up that were supposed to be at gdc um that are limited time so i'm going to try and capture as much as i can before they before they're no longer available there's some cool stuff in there um that you should look at um i want to do something with oh god what was it i got the i got in a beta key for um, Tactical Breach Wizards. I don't know if you know this. It's oh, the... yeah. Yeah, I got a beta yeah, key Yeah, yeah, that. that thing looks cool. It's from the guy who did, or from the team that did Gunpoint, um, their new game. Uh, I played a little bit of it last night. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, so we'll do something with that this week, probably. And yeah, just see how stuff goes. Um, I might do some streaming if I get home, uh, not homesick. What's the opposite of homesick? <laughs> Star crazy. There you go. Star crazy. Uh, maybe some yeah. streaming or something like that. Cabin uh, fever. Cabin fever was the word I was looking for. Until then, gameindustry.com is the name of the website. We can find all of our podcasts and videos are up there. We are on YouTube. If you search youtube.com slash gameindustry, subscribe there and get notified when we put new videos up. We are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search gameindustry, you'll find us there. Podcast at gameindustry.com is the email address. If you want to get in touch, and that's us we will see you in two weeks with more of whatever we're doing here if the world yeah. still exists Enjoy. stay safe stay, stay safe, inside everyone. unless you're exercising or whatever but yeah stay exactly. inside. 
Um, by ring fit, it's only seven hundred thousand pounds at the minute. It's fine. Yeah, I know that the price hike on that was ridiculous. That was yeah, a fun one. Glad I had anyway, it. <laughs> um, enjoy whatever you're playing, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.